0: Following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. From preps to pros and everything in between, it's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today, live from the Lee Company Studio. With the Hall of Famer, Bo Patton, here's Chris Yad. Welcome back in to Southern Middle Tennessee
1: Sports. Today, hour number two starts now. Glad to have you along with us for the ride as we continue talking about college football and everything else that's going on in the world of sports. But I did want to get into this college football conversation because that's kind of who we are and what we do here in the South, but apparently Southeastern Conference teams do not necessarily, I guess it it doesn't just mean more.
2: I think it depends on who's playing, maybe. Maybe it just didn't mean more to Missouri, Florida. Or Auburn.
1: Now let's let's be fair here. Let's be fair to Auburn. They were six and six. They lost their starting quarterback. They were playing a guy who had no business playing in the in, in Southeastern Conference. And maybe nowhere else. But neither here nor there. Against an eleven and two top twenty team. And got beat by four, and we're winning in the fourth quarter. That's, I mean, I'm not trying to make any excuses for Auburn. I'm just saying that that's a pretty good football team. We all knew that was a pretty good football team. And we also knew that Auburn is not a very good football team, at least not offensively. Defensively, they played well enough to win against a really good offense, by the way. Houston's offense, really good. Auburn's defense played well enough. Although I did see someone tweet that uh, Smoke Monday wanted out so bad, he targeted two different Houston Cougars and finally got kicked out in the second half. So there's that. But – and then Florida, well, they were just disarray. I mean, they were in disarray, and it was UCF Super Bowl and blah, blah, blah.
2: And Missouri's just not very good.
1: Missouri wasn't great in general. And then, of course, you throw in playing against a triple-option team. I mean, it it was just weird for them. I mean, Missouri only got to a bowl game because it's – the SEC East was so, I guess, riddled with parity that they were able to win a couple of games in that plus a couple of non-conference games, so – I mean, they they were lucky to be even in a bowl. Doesn't matter. I mean, the SEC is uh, this is this happens every one once every four or five years. The SEC will go five hundred in bowl games, and everybody will say, "Well, they're overrated," and in the next two years they'll go fifteen and four, and we'll <laughs> say, "No, we were just you know rated. We were just getting right, <laughs> you know." And and I think this goes back to what JP said so long ago. I mean, the SEC's best players all went to the NFL. The G5's best players all stayed. Mm-hmm. There you go. Especially the teams at Houston, UCF, mm-hmm. those type players, they all stayed. Mm-hmm.
2: So Well, I mean, you and you see this a lot in basketball at the collegiate level. You know, Chip talked about – how old UTC is? Mm-hmm. You know, you you see you you don't see old major college teams very often, and same in football. I think
1: almost never, almost never do mm-hmm. you see old mm-hmm. P- power five teams. So uh, yeah. It's it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. That's fine. It is what it is. I'm more concerned about how Tennessee matches up with Purdue than I am how Auburn matches up with Houston. I mean, just in, in the big the Big Ten sense, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm more concerned about those type things, not not Auburn, but. Understandable. You know, folks, well, they're perpetually overrated. Well, just stop. But, I get it. Doesn't matter. Then you've got, of course, George Offensive Coordinator Todd Munkin saying Stetson Bennett gives him the best chance to win in the college football playoffs. Thought that was interesting.
2: Well, You'd like to think there's a reason he's been playing all along.
1: I think the well, I mean, the reason is because JG Daniels got hurt and Stetson Bennett was winning football games.
2: But there was no, re- there was no need really to rush JT Daniels back because of the way Stetson Bennett was playing.
1: Either. This is the same exact thing that happened to Justin Fields and Jake Fromm. Almost identical situations. Jake Fromm, Won football games. And Georgia ended up going with him over Justin Fields, and Justin Fields <laughs> went to Ohio State and is now in the National Football League while Jake Fromm is begging to start, even when everybody else on the team has COVID. So, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not saying it's a bad call. I just, I always think it's interesting how you get to that point.
2: Well, I've seen it. You know, they keep tr- thinking that they're recruiting over somebody, and guys just keep battling and keep hanging on, and and keep rising to the top, despite you know even a coaching staff that wants somebody else in there. So, well, you know, kudos to him for being persistent.
1: I just think it's a a unique situation because you're talking about a former five-star recruit in JT Daniels. And you're talking about a former walk-on in Stetson Bennett.
2: Two-time walk-on. Because he walked on. He went and played juco ball, came back and walked on again.
1: I just, uh,
2: like I said, he wanted to play for Georgia.
1: Real bad. It's working I mean it's working out for him. Mm-hmm. I just I just can't imagine that, you know, going gets tough and J.T. Daniels doesn't find his way to the into on the into the game. I mean, think back to Tua taking over in the second half against Georgia.
2: Yeah. I mean, huh. does Kirby have What it takes.
1: I was wondering what what analogy you were fixing to use.
2: To make that move. Well, and does he have the support? Because, I mean, that move could have gone way left for Alabama. I mean, Tua didn't have to come in and play the way he did. Oh, it could have. It could have gone from bad to worse. But it was was bad. But it didn't have to get better.
1: No, it wasn't a guarantee. Yeah. Certainly wasn't a guarantee.
2: And so, under that scenario, if things don't get better when you pulled Bennett for Daniel, and it's, it's, it's already got to be a little warm for Kirby Smart at this point given the way they performed in the SEC championship game. I mean, he – more questions? I mean, I, I think I think the fewer questions he has to deal with over this next little bit, the better off he's going to be.
1: I'll agree with that. Hey, he gives him the best chance to win. That's what they say. Well, Where have we heard that before? That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I heard that for four years. Four years. But, anyway. Speaking of. Jarrett Garantana uh-huh. in Washington State. Mm-hmm. I wonder <laughs> I wonder if uh, he's going to make the trip to the Sun Bowl as they will take on Jim McElwain and the Central Michigan. The Chips. Chippewas. Fire up Chips. Central Michigan decides to go to the Sun Bowl and the Arizona Bowl is no more. Although it appears that there will at least be some sort of monetary exchange in with who? Well, CMU pulling out means that Arizona Bowl will get some will will get some compensation.
2: From CMU?
1: Yes. Because they were able to play and decided not to play and go somewhere else. So because. So what were they
2: supposed to do? Not play at all? I think the
1: Sun Bowl is paying for CMU to get because there's a contract. The MAC has a contract with the Arizona Bowl. Okay. So
2: there was no game. They did not have an opponent.
1: That's correct. But that doesn't mean that you just get to go play anybody. Apparently.
2: Central Michigan signed. Central Michigan. And the accepted Mac. the invitation to the Arizona Bowl under the assumption that they would be playing somebody. Mm-hmm. There
1: was nobody for them to play. Doesn't matter. Still a contract. That's nuts. Might be, but there's – the Arizona Bowl is going to get something. I don't know what it is.
2: Well, what are they getting from whoever pulled out because they were – From I'm, Boise? Yeah.
1: I don't know. Mm. It's a uh it's a fluid situation.
2: Now, I guess Central Michigan is the first team in everything that's taken place to play in that has set to, to play in another bowl. Yep.
1: They are in fact.
2: Everybody will yeah.
1: Oh, oh, oh. It happened. UCLA and NC State canceled. Today? Mm-hmm. So let's play tonight. So COVID just continues to ravage through. Carson Wentz, by the way, on the COVID list for the Colts. And I'm just going to go. I'm I don't mean to go the way that I'm going right here. And I'm going to sound like a certain other media personality in Middle Tennessee. But the piling on of Carson Wentz. About his unvaccinated status and how oh well this was just this was bound to happen. Carson Wentz is among 500 NFL players who are in on COVID protocol, but we're piling on this guy. We're piling on Carson Wentz just because he's unvaccinated. That yes, why? Julio Jones is in COVID protocol. Why are we not piling on him?
2: Is he vaccinated?
1: Why does it matter? They both got it
2: because. You make the effort to protect yourself and your teammates. As a starting quarterback in particular, you are, whether you want to be or not, you are a leader on your team. You are a leader in your locker room, and it's up to you. It's your responsibility to do whatever needs to be done.
1: Okay, so if he was vaccinated, it's it's totally cool. Yep. Wrong. Absolutely wrong. We're piling on a guy who is in no different situation than all these other guys who have COVID. Period.
2: If you're vaccinated, you can look at your teammates and you can say, I did all I could do.
1: I still don't know why and the media you're not, is you piling can't. on him. He's,
2: he's, you know, no difference. you know why the media is piling on him. Either you're being contrary about this or you're wrong.
1: I'm not being contrarian. This is 100%. The media is absolutely piling on a guy that has no, they have no business piling on. I understand your point, but I also think that that's a team situation. That ain't a media situation. Oh, we knew this was going to happen. No, we didn't. We didn't know this was going to happen. Just like we didn't know that Julio Jones was going to get COVID. As a vaccinated person. Might have thought it was going to happen, but you didn't know. It's ridiculous. Teresa Walker joins us in the next segment. We'll certainly be talking about the Colts and the Jags and the rest of the AFC South. It's going to be a lot of fun. Stick around. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at
2: 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Fast Stop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff. Fast Stop
1: partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. not already. It will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee.
3: Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof.
1: Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries, and our orthoquick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net.
0: This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Sports talk like it used to be. You know, like your crazy uncle used to listen to. Only better. Here's Chris and Mo.
1: We are back on Tuesday talking all things football. And we talked a little basketball earlier, I guess. A little high school hoops. But all things football pretty much all day today. Uh, Well, basketball with Chip Walters. There was that. But we continue with football and NFL because the AFC South is, well, full of news today. I mean, let's be honest. We just talked about Carson Wentz going on the COVID list. The Jacksonville Jaguars are looking for a coach and they're apparently going to interview Super Bowl winner Doug Peterson. They have asked to interview Byron Leftwich, Dan Quinn, um offensive coordinator at Dallas. Who who is he? Uh Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore is on the list. Oh, so they they, <laughs> they like will, Dallas, huh? They apparently think what Dallas is doing is is fantastic. <laughs> And clearly they're looking at Atlanta going, Dan Quinn might not have been the problem. (laughs) So there's that.
2: (laughs) It does happen that way sometimes.
1: It do be like that sometimes. It it do be like that.
2: (laughs) They think it don't be like that, but But it it do. do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So you've got all kinds of stuff going on right now. And, of course, the Tennessee Titans have a game on Sunday that could – clinch a playoff spot and keep them in the running for the number one overall seed in the AFC and to talk about all of those things we have Teresa Walker joining us now who is of course simply the best Teresa welcome in how are you well I'm good and and
4: I'll be honest I've been busy uh, most of this day at least until now on, on NBA project I'm I'm helping with, uh, you know, the NBA celebrating their 75th season. And, you know, AP is, is doing a—each month we're looking at a different decade. So I've been busy typing in stories, uh, AP stories of old on uh, Dominique Wilkins beating Michael Jordan in the dunk contest when Jordan was a rookie. Uh, scoring 63 against the Celtics uh, to be swept in a playoff series. And, and you know, Magic replacing uh, Kareem. So, I, I'm just now catching up to the news on Carson Wentz, but I'm just going to say this. Didn't we all kind of maybe suspect? I mean, don't, Sunday
2: don't, it was don't, 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 stop, stop. I'm, we already had that conversation, and I don't feel like having okay, it good. again.
4: <laughs> okay. But here's the thing uh, you know, for all the momentum the Colts have been building up, winning all these games, 9 0 with Jonathan Taylor, and uh, all the MVP talk, it's like, wait a minute, did, didn't we do this last year? running backs even with a 2,000 yard season don't crack the top list in the MVP voting it's becoming a quarterback award but uh, you know perfect timing maybe for the Titans but you know when, when when I asked I think I don't I can't remember who asked Mike Rabel on Friday and he just simply said let's win out you know let's take care of our own business let's go win and in the math is simple yes yeah, so the Colts lost on Sunday to uh, they're hosting the who are they hosting? She's, I'm trying to. The Raiders. Think. The Chiefs are. Thank you. The Raiders. Uh, so if they if they were to lose to the Raiders, that would clinch the Titans the second second straight AFC South title. But if the Titans just go ahead and win, that helps keep them in position for possibly that one seed at least going into the final week of the season. So and yes, the wonderful uh, Kansas City Chiefs have to go to Cincinnati. And uh, you know, Joe Burrow, the only quarterback in the NFL, is in fact more than Ryan Tannehill. Hey,
1: look, the Bengals can absolutely beat the Chiefs.
2: Especially in Cincinnati. Yeah.
1: So all it takes is win. Period. And
2: that's doable here, right? I well, mean, we're I in think a situation- it's doable here and I didn't think I didn't think Miami looked particularly great last night. Oh, Miami. Guys, they
4: beat beaten Bullock. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Mike Sando tweeted out the list of the quarterbacks that they've beaten uh, in their in their winning streak, seven straight. Uh, let's just, you know, this is going to be an interesting test. They're going up against, you know, this time the Dolphins are going up against Ryan Tannehill and a much healthier Tennessee Titans team than a month ago. So, you know, right now this Titans team has one, two of three, you know, Ryan Tannehill, you know, the Dolphins made the playoffs once when he was uh, with them, and he didn't get to play in that game because he was hurt. Uh, and now he has a chance on Sunday against his old team to help the Titans clinch a second straight playoff berth and division title, third straight berth in the playoffs overall since he got here and took over as quarterback. So, you know, it just seems like this is this has a chance that the Titans can walk through the door without stumbling, uh, setting up for them perfectly, no?
1: It's, yeah, I mean, perfect setup is is definitely the best way to put it. The Titans have a 99% chance of making the playoffs, a better than 60% chance of at least hosting a wild card game. So I feel like we're in a good spot, but winning the next two and hoping for some help, that's that's your best bet. Just win the next two ballgames. And Absolutely. The two you get Roger Saffold back apparently, which is I don't even know was, what that he means. He was added back yesterday. Uh, well, I I don't even know what that means. It, well, it, it, our guard <laughs> play has been pretty rough. Okay, guard play has been pretty rough. Now, what? It, it, I don't know. Is he is, he is a Pro Bowl alternate? So, yeah is is Luan scheduled to come back or no?
4: Well, that's the thing with the new. Uh, he, he tweeted on Friday that he was not having symptoms, so that's a good thing. And under the revised protocols, you know, maybe we get. I mean, shoot, it's three oh nine. I haven't checked my email, you know, but you know, that's the um, that's the fun thing is, you know, they've been doing roster moves almost daily, every day of this season. So I don't see anything at the moment. But you know, when I asked Mike Rabel yesterday, what were the chances of folks coming back this week? You know, he didn't quite tip a hand. I kind of, you know, I asked about both of the you know the offensive lineman and then you know tried to. Tried to put us off over the plate to see if he might swing on Derek Henry, but uh, no, didn't get nothing. But, uh, you know, he did hint say that they could get some guys back. So, you know, you've got Roger Saffold back yesterday. Um, you know, if Taylor uh, Luwan is not having symptoms, you know, under these revised protocols, you know, could he test out and be available and activated in the next couple of days? Sure. Uh, you would like to have that against that Dolphins front for sure. They certainly looked active last night. Uh, although it, I can't remember who said it on Twitter, but uh, now we know why Drew Brees and Philip Rivers said, no, nah, dog, I'm good. I'm not, I'm not going to do a late minute comeback for you. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to stay over here doing what I'm doing and let poor Ian Book take the, uh, the heat last night. But uh, it, it's, it, you know, we're going to have to just wait and see how they, how healthy they get, but getting Staffel back. After watching how Dylan Raiden's played and his, you know, debut as a starter in the NFL, you've got to feel a little bit better than you felt last Thursday afternoon when you're thinking, "Oh my God, Dylan Radins is making his first start tonight against Bosa and the Niners." So uh, they're in better shape. But you know, the, when you see all these names going on and off COVID around the league, you know, guys, it's like you're walking through a minefield of sorts. You know, a COVID minefield. So don't get too happy. Don't get too excited, and just you know breathe 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 cautiously I'd say on that
1: front. I'm going to ask a question that Teresa and most people who cover the Titans don't want to hear. Can Taylor Lewan play right tackle? Because Dylan Raidens can play left tackle. He can't play right tackle. We've established that. Can Taylor Lewan play right tackle? Can we try it? Cuz Questberry well, can't.
4: It- <laughs> Well, that's gonna be the interesting thing. I mean, they were back protecting Thursday night against the Niners and still gave up four sacks. So I would say that my hunch is and here's the thing. We don't know how much better Dylan Ravens has gotten over the last month or so. You know, he's been getting, you know, plenty of, you know, reps and stuff. I mean, the guy played one game all of last year and, you know, they were asking him during, you know, training camp and the off season to learn guard and tackle. You know, so maybe things have just simply slowed down for the young man and that allowed him to play the game that he did the other night. You know, they decided to give him another shot at right tackle and he could be just fine. So, uh, that said, with the amount of money that's invested in the offensive line, just feels like there's going to be some changes in 2020 of some sort. So, uh, but for that, stay tuned.
1: Interesting. You, you very well may be right. I would love to see him try because it can't be any worse. I am sorry. is just not capable of playing right tackle at the national football level. He's just not. And our well, quarterback has gotten killed he's for He's in a
4: body, Chris. Well, I yes, understand he's that. He's in a body that they desperately needed. He's been the healthiest guy I think on that entire offensive line this year. So by that, you know, just being available has made him, you know, has put him ahead in the race at that point.
1: Oh, no, I I understand that completely. I'm just saying that if if Raidens has like you mentioned, potentially has slowed the game has slowed down for him, and he's and he's feeling better and looking better. He's a lot better option. That's at least from what I've seen, I, but I don't know.
2: With all of this said, and I think JP said it last week, but Teresa is Dennis Kelly the worst off season decision the Titans made this year.
4: Well, again, at that point, they were looking for money. Guys, let's not forget where they were. I mean, they let go of Dory Jackson and, you know, and some some other moves, uh, you know, uh, shoot Adam Humphrey. They were trying to clear some, some cap space to do the things that they did. And, you know, but why? Because of the pandemic, you know, the cap, the salary cap is going to jump about $25 million this next offseason for next year. Um but that's because they've been able to have fans in the stands this season and that has helped the bottom line for the NFL. They had to make some tough decisions and you know, Dennis Kelly reportedly did not want to take a pay cut and they said cyaniris, you know, bye bye. So, you know, that's that's business in the NFL. Hindsight, you could certainly say maybe we should have paid Dennis Kelly, but you know, again, sometimes you know, sometimes you choose to to, to, to spend your money here, uh, and you take a chance somewhere else. And the the thing that made that decision trade off pay off is that knock on wood, Ryan Tannehill has been able to survive the pounding that he's taken. And only Joe Burrow has been sacked more than Ryan Tannehill this season. So, you know, he has definitely taken a beating and earned every penny at his salary this year.
2: Survived is certainly the right word to use, I think. Speaking with Teresa Walker of the Associated Press here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. Um, Teresa, it hit me during that Miami-New Orleans game last night. Um, I'm, I'm surprised that Brian Flores and the folks out of South Florida aren't screaming because Miami, having played on Monday night, is getting ready to play a Titans team that has been off since Thursday. I mean, how do you match up? How Has the NFL been asked how they scheduled a team coming off of a Monday night game and a team coming off of a Thursday night game to play each other on su- Sunday? Has that come up at all? Not
4: that I've heard. Not that I've heard, Mo. but hey, they're not alone. I mean, think about this. The Dallas Cowboys played on Thanksgiving and then didn't play again until next Sunday, and I'm trying to pull up their schedule real quick. I think – they actually faced a team. They may have faced a team that also did that uh, played, they played on, on Monday the, night? Uh, the night before. I think so. That's, I, 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 I'm trying to, to look quickly, but uh, you know that's the challenge. Sometimes it just happens that way. So yeah, the Dallas Cowboys played on Thanksgiving. Let me go. That was Week 13. Yes, these all roll together. Mm. So yeah, the, the NFL isn't about fair so much. I mean, hello you know uh, everybody's got to play on you know Thursdays everybody you know it it, it happens and uh come on uh <laughs> Dallas played the Saints excuse me okay Dallas played the Saints uh, a a week after Thanksgiving on a Thursday night and what you want to bet the Saints played on Sunday on week 12 yeah so the Saints have been no the Saints actually okay never mind that was a bad thought uh, I think somebody's dealt with it. Uh, do the Dolphins have a, an argument? Absolutely. Okay. I mean, but uh, these schedules came out in May, and they've known it for a long time. So, you know, and this is where, you know, if you're a t- Tennessee Titans fan and met over in St. Thomas Sports Park, you're saying, Hey, hello, guess what? That's the way it is. I mean, you know, it, it's not pretty, but you take it and you run with it and try to survive. And and I'm now seeing that Jayon Brown's gone to the COVID list, Cody Hollister is to the practice squad uh, COVID list. I'm not sh- not sure why this is not showing up in my email just yet. Um, so, you know, at this point, just hope that it. you know, be glad that you have Zach Cunningham and Rashawn Evans are healthy in your inside linebacker situation at the moment.
1: Thank goodness. Look, just win. Beat the Dolphins. There you go. Teresa, thanks for taking some time with us. We always appreciate it.
4: Thanks. And, uh, you know, hey, Mo, we'll we'll worry about – we'll take a look at that schedule conundrum next May when it comes out because I bet you somebody else is going to face a similar situation.
2: That'll be interesting. Hey, take care of that shoulder.
1: I'm trying. Thanks, guys. All right. (laughs) Matt Flynn tweets – I'm going to start training again. To which someone replied, remember when Seattle gave you all that money? He said, hell yeah, that was was awesome. That was awesome. (laughs) Twitter is free and I love it. Oh, when we come back, we're supposed to have our top five best sports moments of 2021. We'll see if that happens. Stick around. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663
2: or www.mtbj.net. Fast Stop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff.
1: Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. If it's not already, it will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee.
3: Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity.
1: Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net.
0: List of suckers. Oh, did I leave my mic on? <clears throat> it's Top 5 Tuesday on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. Here's Chris and me. It is Top Five Tuesday, and good luck to us. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what you
1: talk.
2: Speak for yourself. I got, I got good. some
1: stuff, mm-hmm. but it's you know, it is what it is. Um,
2: I don't know if JP has anything because he's been busy pushing buttons and he is. He's making phone busy. calls. Well, that's that's what he do. Thank goodness, because I can't do it. Well, you can. You just can't. Not do it to that. that level. Well, you just can't do that. <laughs> And that—that's well. There,
1: you're right. You're yeah. right. I could probably do just that. Mm. But he even jumps in, man.
0: Yeah.
2: Hello. Howdy. Howdy. At, the, at the right times.
0: And even put my face up there too. Sometimes that we could do without. Yeah, you're you're, well, you're probably right. We don't see it anyway. We get to look yeah.
1: at it no matter what.
0: Sorry about that fact, guys. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now could you take mine down too?
1: No, you're gonna have to. Uh, you're gonna have to hop in with us here and give us. Even if you don't have a top five, just some moments, you know, even if it's not in order, just your top five moments, even if it's not five to one.
0: I'll contribute in some fashion. Contribute. Yeah.
1: And, you know, again, I don't want to get into that anymore, but I think tomorrow we may have to talk heavily about the situation in which Georgia could find itself
2: after this football season. (laughs)
1: Mm. depending on how this one ends De- depending up. depending
2: on how long or how much longer or shorter the season this is for season them. is yeah
1: <sighs> but we need to get into our top five topic top five sports moments of 2021 brought to you by our friends at mid-south five fitness that is still in the gang still athletes.com s-t-e-l athletes.com two great locations one in franklin one in columbia Make sure to visit stillathletes.com or at stillathletes on Twitter. I'm sorry, on Instagram. I don't know if he's on Twitter or not. He I think maybe. he is. But definitely on Instagram, definitely on Facebook, at stillathletes and stillathletes.com. Again, Mid-South 5 Fitness keeping you in shape all year round. All right. Best sports moments of 2021. Should be fun. I, I think number one is already a taken, so we'll we'll get to that and we'll get through it quickly. But um, I I know JP, you got a couple things written down there. You are gonna uh, good well, job. yeah. Probably.
0: Um, obviously, you know, you know what Mo had on yesterday is is going to signify probably a top one for most. And that's on the list. Um, but the first thing that came to mind, and I don't know where it ranks necessarily in my top five, but opening week of college football. The fans were back. Fox, big noon Saturday game with um, – um, oh, I went blank on the Gu- – Gus.
2: Gus. Gus. Mazzon. Oh, no. Gus Johnson?
0: Gus Johnson. Yeah. On the call. And Wisconsin, you know, in between the third and the fourth, they do the jump around. Just the vibe, uh, they captured it so well. Didn't talk. They just captured it. Everybody jumping, including the sideline report. It was just a fantastic moment. College football has returned with the fans. I, I thought that was. That is. Sad. I thought that was that. That is certainly on the list.
2: That's that's good. And I didn't think of that. And I think your background and your experience with TV production and that kind of thing at sporting events leads you in that direction. That's a good. That's a good call. My number five <laughs> was Loretto beating
1: Summertown. In the girls' state mm-hmm. championship. Not because, just because of how crazy the idea was that Loretto would win that game. And it, w- they it was. They played how many times? Five times. And.
0: Five summertime times won the previous. Previously
1: or yeah. pro-
0: No, five, four. Five total times. The yeah. fifth okay. time. Four is previous.
2: Amazing. Okay. It starts to run together. And Summertime have won the yeah. previous four.
1: Yes. What, yes. And would have won the previous five had they played a district championship, but they did not play a district tournament, remember? That's correct. Right. So, Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I thought that was a big moment for Ashley and, you know, that Loretto team. It was pretty cool to watch that happen. So that was that was on number five.
2: I don't have any high school events on my list, oh, and I probably should. I will have more high school than I
1: will anything else, I think.
2: I just didn't process in that direction. But I will say, you know, honorable mentions – to Columbia Academy and to Summertown softball because 2 years ago they played in the state championship Columbia Academy beat them. Last year there was no tournament obviously. This year they both won Summertown in class A, Columbia Academy in division 2 double uh division 2A. So it yeah. was cool. It was, it was
1: very cool. Great to watch both of those. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed both of those and they probably would have been on my list. Yeah. Um
2: Honorable mentions, and again, I didn't. I didn't think about high school stuff, but um, Tigers' wreck, and that's a big moment. Yeah, and Brady's seventh Super Bowl championship. I'm not a big Brady fan, but seven championships is pretty. That's big. Pretty. It's pretty tough not to.
0: Acknowledge. Uh, we've never seen it. Nobody's seen it. Probably won't again. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So. JP, did you find out? Something, figure something else out? Yes.
0: Um, you know, this is of course uh, personal fandom, which a lot of what what this is. But um, Vandy boys, while they did not win the World Series, their game against Stanford, uh, Stanford's um, mm. ace pitcher was in the game and had a, a one-run lead. Two-run lead. I don't remember what it was. Bottom, you know why you don't remember?
2: Because it was about 1 o'clock in the it morning. It was late.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was late. Um, Vandy was down maybe more than a run, and they came in in the bottom of the ninth, and they had not done anything the entire game, and they got the win. And that's I believe that sent them to the um, – I, I don't remember if if the NC State – Covid happened after that, yes. and that okay, so that sent them to the pool play championship, which mm-hmm. would have been against NC State. They would have just had to win one game. Uh, they ended up winning and going on because yeah. of NC State. But anyway, but that game, the Vandy boys, uh, that was you know, from personal perspective, was a
2: very impressive a top moment. Yep. My number four
1: is when Tennessee advanced to the College World Series over LSU. And just what a performance that super regional was for that team. I'm just,
2: it was pretty cool to watch. Um, so, so, my number five <laughs> is oh. Shashevsky is announcing his retirement back in June. Um, effective at the end of this year. has been a Duke since 1980, won five national championships, three gold medals. Um, obviously an impressive career um, over 40 years at it. So that was my number five. My number four, speaking of old guys, Phil Mickelson winning the PGA Championship back in May at the age of 50, became the oldest guy to ever win a major. Um... The previous oldest was a guy named Julius Boros, who in 1968 won the PGA Championship at the age of 48. So, you know, being an old guy myself, those those things kind of resonated a little bit. So,
1: uh, Do you have you, – you gave, do you you have you have gave a, two. I've
0: given two. I'm down two? to – yeah. Go to down to three. Down to three. Down to three. I think I've still got one to, to get on my list, but I'm probably the only high school – Uh, Moment. Tullahoma winning the 4A state championship, Uh, being down on the field and seeing that. And, you know, we were fortunately right in that corner of the end zone where the interception and double overtime happened. Uh, Just a fantastic game. The crowd was amazing. Um, And by far, for me, the best moment of the three day trip down to from the on-field standpoint uh, of the Blue Cross Bowl and you know the story and, of John Olive and the long tenure and then he retires right after but uh, it was it was just a fantastic game and Tullahoma got the win and um, you know they're one of our affiliates too and so it, it was just a really cool moment there you go
1: my number three is close to your number two Hideki Matsuyama winning the Masters first Japanese American to do so uh, pretty cool moment to see that guy get a green jacket. Um, but also in that Elio Castroneves, who won the Indy 500 when he won that, that, those two things right there were big for just the world of international athletes in American sports.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that was pretty cool to watch. So,
2: my number three. And I think it's as much because you didn't see it coming until it came. Back in July when Texas and Oklahoma announced they were coming to the SEC. Ooh.
3: You're
1: right. We've done nothing but talk about it since. Yeah.
2: It, well, and, and the domino effect of it, because it touched off everything, all of this realignment that we're going to see over the next two or three years. That's where it all stemmed from. So everybody reacts to the SEC, basically. Well, I'm you just know, means
1: it just more. means more. Yeah.
0: Um, I had not thought of that, and I, I need to put that in there. Where I was going, though, too, uh, just looking back on some of the sports that I really enjoyed over this year, the Ryder Cup. The Ryder Cup was a lot of fun. Um, you know, the U.S. The
1: U.S. actually winning one?
0: They, they won. You know,
1: that's, that's that's a big deal these days because we um, don't do that very often. But um,
0: <laughs> I, I was in a position where I was able to watch a lot of it, uh, pay attention to it, and, and I just remember – it being just really engaging television um so those two are i guess two one and one a i was
1: i was gonna go with Tullahoma as my number two but i have something else now okay thanks
2: mo appreciate you it's all your fault it's all your fault Go, go ahead and get your number two my number two well before i give you my number two because
0: um my number Chris, two by the is going to
2: easily is, be one and one a
0: <laughs> Chris is walking away and grabbing well, something Chris for those for our radio so, audience.
2: Um, yeah, yeah. But um, before I give you my number two, I, I want to give you one that probably should have been on my list as well. Go it ahead. took place during a rain delay, but it was still a big moment. Bubba Wallace went in Talladega.
1: That is a huge moment.
2: So, it was. Was it?
1: Was it Talladega? He won. I guess was it Talladega? Was it? Talladega or was it uh, I can't remember. <laughs> I think it was Talladega.
2: I think it was Talladega because it was postponed and for rain, and then it got cut short for rain. Yeah. T.
0: T- Willie's yelling at the radio right now. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> doubt.
2: Um, my number two is um. After twenty-five years, twenty-six years, the Braves finally broke their World Series championship drought in Game Six in. Uh, I I won't be having any more kids, but if I had a boy, he'd probably be named Jorge. So, just
0: that's your number two. Yeah, okay. that's my number two.
2: My number two is Jacksonville
1: State going FBS. Go Gamecocks, stay cocky, all of those things. I thought so it number wasn't two. the Florida State. That's win. what I thought. Yeah. No.
0: Really? No. Going division. Going wow. division.
1: Going to FBS is a much bigger moment than that. Okay. Especially considering
0: Florida
2: State. Yeah.
1: <laughs> number one. I, our number one is
0: Braves. Yeah,
1: well, I mean, I'm not going to – specifically the Jorge Soler home run. Mm-hmm.
0: I, you could pick out a ton of moments. I in the don't World Series.
1: remember much else after that.
0: <laughs> I understand.
1: I was abs. I was running around our sunroom just fist pumping for like 30 minutes. Uh,
0: and and the back to back. I don't know if that's the in particular one, but with um, Dansby in and, Game Five, and Dansby. Mm-hmm. You know, as a Vandy guy, a Vandy boy, um, that one, yeah, really. And, really
1: if they don't got go back to it. back, was it game? It might have been game four. If they don't go back to it back, it was
2: game four because yeah. game five was we lost. The yeah, one. was the loss despite the Duvall Grand Slam and everything else that happened. Yeah. So my number one, and we this was back when we were mornings, um, and we were here on the air. I think when we got the news of Hank Aaron passing away at eighty six. Ah. Back in January. And that it was. Moment. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think that maybe there's a connection there between one and two. I'm not sure.
1: There may be. Yeah. <laughs> Come back tomorrow. It is Wild and Wacky Wednesday. And we've got some wild and wacky stuff to talk about, including some sports. Mario Lemieux. Wild and wacky story there. But we have a lot to get to tomorrow, including Bowls and NFL and much more. So. Come back, same bat time, same bat channel. For Mo and JP, I'm Chris Yassing. Have a great day. Stay cool, Columbia.